0: Greetings peasants. I mean, hello good friends. Welcome to the Knights and Nerds podcast. And I would like to say thank you very much for listening to this. I'm really excited to share the upcoming episodes. Uh, I hope that you really like them. But before you dive in, make sure you go back and listen to the episode that precedes this. It's only a couple minutes long, but it is an important introduction to the show. My name is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master for this campaign. I wrote the campaign and created the setting from scratch. And not only am I the Dungeon Master, but I am a writer of fantasy books. If you enjoy fantasy books and if you enjoy these episodes, you can, if you want, go to thingstimwrote.com books and see the books I have there. They're pretty inexpensive and fairly decent, I think. And if you don't want to do that, that's cool, too. Whatever. It's up to you. You may notice some music and sound effects at certain points in the episode, and that is all courtesy of TabletopAudio.com. I cannot recommend this site highly enough. It is phenomenal. Uh, If you are playing any sort of tabletop RPG and you want to throw some sweet, sweet ambience in your game, go check it out. TabletopAudio.com. I should also thank a friend of mine named Craig, who has a podcast called the History of Pirates podcast. He helped me with a lot of advice on recording and editing and logistics, things like that. So if you enjoy Pirates and the History of Pirates, go and check out the History of Pirates podcast. I think that should do it for announcements. In a moment, we are going to meet all of our players and their characters, but first... I need to set the stage. So here we go, setting the stage. This story takes place in Pharaoh's Point, a sprawling and advanced city that is the capital of the realm of Iterin, ruled by the just and the much-beloved Lord Kalira, a high elf eldritch knight of great power. Pharaoh's Point was once a simple refuge to those who were fleeing the ravaged countrysides during the War of Ashes, where evil dragons led by the ancient red dragon Kezzer, attempted to kill or enslave all those who refused to swear loyalty to Tiamat. Kezzer and his evil dragons were only stopped by Lord Kalira and her allies after much of the world had already been destroyed. In the 30 years since the war ended, Pharaoh's Point has become home to hundreds of thousands of people of all races living together in relative peace. Sitting at the mouth of Cold Harbor... The city has a thriving economy based not only on trade, but also on natural resources and other boring stuff I won't go into right now. Today, the city of Pharaoh's Point is alive with excitement. It's the annual festival known as the Celebration of the New Dawn, which commemorates the end of the War of Ashes and the victory over the evil dragons and their allies in the neighboring kingdom of Ruzar, led by Agarand the Half-Dragon. The final battle of the war, known as the Maelstrom, claimed the lives of the last dragons, good and evil, but secured Iterine's victory and heralded the beginning of a time of peace. But all is not well. Rumors have spread that Agarand, the Half-Dragon, Lord of Ruzar, is coming to speak with Lord Kalira. Many people are fearful of what might transpire. For years, the domains of Ruzar and Iterine have had an uneasy peace bordering on open conflict made worse by the rumors that Agrand is the child of Keser, and that he seeks retribution for his defeat in the war. Does everyone know what a half-dragon is?
1: Is it half a dragon?
0: <laughs> it is just half a dragon from the waist up <laughs> that that pulls itself along like the upper half of a zombie.
1: Okay, I'm going to take another guess. Is it half-dragon, half-human?
0: It is the result of when a dragon takes a humanoid form and makes sweet, sweet love on top of another humanoid. The week-long celebration is in its final day, and the streets of Pharaoh's Point are filled with all manner of things. Musicians playing triumphant songs about the war, bards reciting epic poems, illusionists and arcanists putting on complex displays of dazzling color. There are merchants selling goods of every sort from the mundane to the extremely rare, from inexpensive to priceless. There are exhibitions and contests of strength, with dozens of arenas located around the cities where fighters of all disciplines compete. There are archery ranges and challenges of strength, quickness of eye and agility. Amidst the festivities, there are groups of iron guardians, the construct soldiers of Iterin's army, marching through the city, ensuring that safety and order are maintained. Now I guess we're gonna meet our players. Uh, let's start off with Tom. Can you introduce us to your character?
2: Absolutely. So I'll be playing Gilladob Fablestabble, the Deep Gnome. Uh, I'm a merchant and a gemsmith, uh, a purveyor of all things unique and rare. And my class is a rogue, but don't tell
0: anyone. What what variety of rogue are you?
2: Oh, arcane trickster.
0: And what are you currently doing? In the city of Pharaoh's Point.
2: Hopefully making buttloads of gems and gold off of all the suckers here for the uh, festivities.
0: Nice.
3: Nice. Excellent. Matt? Uh, so I'll be playing Spruce Lee. Um, I am a, a wood elf that was born and raised in the woods in a colony of many different races. Uh, joined a monastery at a young age to learn some uh, discipline and structure then when the war started, um, my monastery took a stance of pacifism, but I decided my abilities were better used to protect people who couldn't defend themselves. So I joined the war effort, uh, became a soldier, uh, specifically a scout. And then after the war, I, I went back to Pharaoh's Point, where I reside now and continue my training in the way of the Kensei. Um, and I joined the Warriors' Alliance to kind kind mm-hmm. of try and keep that martial tradition alive
0: matt already name dropping the warriors alliance one of the many factions that are uh, active in the city uh candace
1: okay uh so my character's name is Faye Anse. so raised in seclusion during the war she was brought up to want for nothing and praised for everything this led to a false sense of self-entitlement and expectations of the world around her no longer satisfied with the praise of her small community, she has left the safety of her home in search for stories and a platform for her adoring fans can see her
0: perform. And Katie.
4: All right. I'm Katie and I'll be playing Vanna White Helsing. I am a human ranger. Uh, I come from a long line of rangers um, in my family. It's basically what I was born into. Um, I currently live in the area, the forested area surrounding Faro's Point. Um, during the War of Ashes, um, I was being trained as a ranger and fought as a ranger in the war, and unfortunately watched um, my parents perish as a result of the war.
0: Oh no, you're you're a monster slayer, is that right? Yes. Candace, can you describe Faye's uh, sort of introduction to the city of Pharaoh's Point? Because I imagine it would be quite a shock.
1: Yes, so you've uh, mentioned that there's a celebration going on. So Faye has... Uh, used a scroll to teleport into from her family to teleport into the city because they knew it was safe and um, well spoken of so she's about to experience the world she comes in and sees there's a celebration and automatically assumes it's for her so yeah she's entered into the city she's just walking around with a whole lot of swagger and feels like she owns the place and knows what she's doing
0: all right and katie what is vanna white doing in the city on this day
4: um, I'm coming in just to get more supplies as I live primarily in the woods. I sometimes have to come into town to get more supplies. Um, I'm quite distraught to see there's so many people around. I didn't realize that there was some sort of the celebration going on today. So I'm a little irritated by all the commotion and the quantity of people there.
0: Matt, what is Spruce Lee doing presently?
3: Uh, I'm awaiting, awaiting my turn to, uh, Basically face off against someone in, uh, in these these martial arts sort of displays that we're doing as part of the festivities. Excellent.
0: And Tom?
2: Gilladob is, you know, running his famous Gilly Crystals uh, boutique and supply shop. Most of my legal wares are probably sold earlier in the week. So likely I'm trying to find the right buyer for some of my illegally acquired goods. Yeah. something sold and reacquired and then sold back to people. I mean, whatever makes a gold coin at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> so at this point, you all sort of seem to find yourselves caught up in the swell of, of the crowd. Everyone is heading towards the final event in the week-long celebration, and you overhear people talking, and it's a, it's a very special event this time. They're pitting an Iron Titan, which is one of the larger versions of the Iron Guardians, against an Umber Hulk that was captured underground. Everyone here, except for Fay, knows of the ruins beneath Pharaoh's Point, and sometimes there are creatures that come up from the depths that have to be dealt with. So the Fathoms fighters manage to corner and capture this Umber Hulk, and they're gonna make it fight an iron titan for sport so at this point spruce lee is going to notice a familiar face wandering through the through the crowd of people and you notice it as a uh, an older version of somebody who you met long ago
3: hey don't i know you
4: <laughs> yeah you look kind of familiar
0: i
3: i did you did you fight in the war
4: yes i, I like did
3: you fight, are you are you one of the the white helsing kids
4: yeah. What's ah, your name again? You, you look familiar. Uh,
3: Spruce. Yeah, my name's Spruce. Oh. Actually, I know your family. We we go way back, your family uh, and mine. But I think you were just, uh, just a kid when I last saw you.
4: Yeah, that would have been a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Good to see you.
3: <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> 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 so you seem very excited to be here right now.
4: <laughs> well, you know.
3: What brings you to town? I don't think I... Like, I've been here for a long time. I don't I think i've seen you around before
4: no to be honest i try and avoid coming to town i i am a ranger in the woods i like to stick to that area i'm not a fan of this many people this is overwhelming to me so i'm just in town to to get supplies
0: hmm. Faye, you see these two individuals talking amongst themselves and they are just arrogantly ignoring the fact that you're standing there <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I probably walk up to them and go, it is me, Faye, your beloved. How are you, my friends?
4: Excuse me, I'm in the middle of a conversation. Who are you? Faye, Fayance, the I-
1: esteemed bard, the most talented bard in the entire world. I've
4: never heard of you.
1: <laughs> Faye is very upset right now. Mostly huff, so I'm gonna huff and turn away uncultured swine, you probably wouldn't know music if it hit you in the face.
4: Vanna Helsing gives a a gigantic eye roll.
0: Cutting above the din of the crowd and the melodies of a nearby troop of musicians, each of you hears a few panicked shouts, followed by people pushing and shoving as some begin to flee. And as the crowd makes room, you can see a handful of revelers with crazed looks in their eyes, lashing out violently at anyone nearby. So Gilly and Spruce... And to a lesser extent than a white housing, you all immediately recognize the telltale uh, effects of somebody suffering from the elixir known as new life. And these several crazed individuals are very close to you. So close, in fact, that you feel the need to roll initiative.
1: I'm not rolling initiative, correct? Oh, yeah, you are. Why would I be a part of this? Do I get stuck in it? Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay.
0: You're just caught up.
1: Okay. I tried to walk away and then there's the crowd kind
0: of Yeah. Got me in there, you tried to walk away and the DM didn't let you. Did <laughs> <laughs> anybody get over twenty? Katie, you have advantage on initiative? What did you get?
4: Nineteen.
0: Who's next up highest to nineteen? Sixteen. Katie, you know that even though you spend a lot of your time out in the woods. That there, over the past 12 months, there has been this epidemic in the city. This elixir that people refer to as new life, that's supposed to prolong people's lives, instead gives them temporary strength and vigor. But over time, it causes them to become mindless and violent in very unpredictable ways. So while these people right now are rampaging lunatics, they're not necessarily bad. So I'm just throwing that out there in case you decide to use lethal force. Or not. <laughs> That's completely up to you.
4: So the effect subsides in time?
0: Yeah, like if these people were chained up or or knocked out, they might come back to their normal senses. But right now, they're completely irrational.
4: And so how many are there?
0: There's three. And you're up first.
4: Well, I think I will, I will take out my short sword and my um, shield. I think I'll, I'll try non-lethal force to start with, so maybe I'll try and... Bash one of them in the head with my. <laughs> <laughs> Gently bash <laughs> one of them in in the head with my shield and see if I can kind of knock them unconscious. Seventeen.
0: All right, so this is an improvised weapon, so you can roll a d4 and then add your strength modifier, which I believe is one.
4: Five.
0: All right, you bonk them in the noggin with your shield. And it's non-lethal, but also doesn't knock him out. And can you make a strength saving throw, please? Ten. You go up and you hit this guy in the head with a shield, and then he immediately grabs you, and you can feel that he's way stronger than than a, than a normal person would be. So he tosses you into... I'm going to roll my directional dice from Warhammer. He throws you into Spruce Lee. And each of you take three embarrassment damage, and you're both knocked prone.
4: (laughs) I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) And the other one's going to go up to Fiance. He swipes at you, and you think maybe he's trying to get an autograph or something, but he misses. You've dealt with fans before, but this is is a bit much. Uh, So his attack on you misses, but you think, yeah, maybe this guy's not super nice. And the third one's going to go after, I think, Spruce Lee, who's currently prone... So Spruce, this other guy falls on top of you, and he he hits you for five points of damage. Ugh. Faye, it's your turn.
1: So like you said, assuming that these are just crazed fans, I pull out my lute and begin playing a song about how amazing I am, just to satiate their needs for me.
0: So you're just going to play the lute? Yes.
1: I'm going to play a song.
0: All right. This is going to go super well. Spruce, you're currently on the ground, and there's a there's a guy that's kind of over top of you.
3: Yeah, I want to get up. Um, I'm going to say based on what i was doing before i don't think i would have had my uh glaive on me but maybe my quarter staff i had instead so i'm gonna say i'd take out my quarter staff and hit that guy that was kind of crouched over me i'd like to try and or actually i guess if he's standing i'd like to kind of try and hit him almost do like a leg sweep trying to get him down Ugh. 10 Damn it. i'm sorry yeah i'll do a, will do a an unarmed strike
0: against him as well
3: Thirteen?
0: Yes. Uh, five. Five points of unarmed striking damage. And that brings us to Gilly Crystal.
2: I will, um, I'm sure I'm, like, since I'm, I, I'm a wee tiny little gnome, I'm just, you know, in the crowd trying to keep a low profile. And, um, we make subtle hand gestures to cast the spell Sleep. So that's nineteen. So nineteen points of health to the weakest person.
0: Faye, your loot playing seems to immediately knock this, the one in front of you to the ground, as well as the one who attacked Spruce Lee. The remaining crazy pants uh, decides to run, and the four of you give chase, following him into a narrow alley, away from the vulnerable crowds. Knowing the temporary effects of the elixir impart strength and speed, you're unsurprised as the man quickly disappears from sight, leaving the four of you behind in the alley.
1: Wait, so can I clarify that he cast sleep, but I figured it was because my lute playing was so amazing they fainted?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right.
1: Okay, because mm. I really love that a lot. <laughs>
2: and I did say that I cast it, like,
0: silent Clandestinely, yeah. As you turn to head back to the celebration, one of you, hang on, spruce, spruce, you nearly trip over what you first thought was a pile of old rags. But now you realize as an old man, looking extremely disheveled and reeking of ale. His unkempt facial hair and dirty clothing speaks of nights sleeping in alleys and gutters, but there is something oddly familiar about his appearance. Could you make an investigation check for me? Dad?
4: <laughs>
0: okay. That's going to be... Twelve. Twelve tells you that this is Elwin the Weaver, the once close friend of Lord Kalira, the man who created her impenetrable armor engineered the Construct Army and the Staff of Control, and forged the legendary sword Radiance that Kalira wields. There's also a hefty bounty for his arrest and return to Lord Kalira. So as you look at him and he looks back at you, I know recognition when I see it. But he slurs it a bit more, I said it very well just now. <laughs> Elwin points his hand at you as if to cast a spell from his fingertips, a small crack of lightning which fizzles out and turns into a cascade of colorful bubbles. I thought I at least remembered one spell. He sighs heavily in defeat and says Let's get on with it. I was going to turn myself in, but someone may as well get the reward for my safe return.
3: Okay. <laughs> I guess. Mm. Hey, you guys you guys know who this is?
0: Yeah, definitely Spruce and Gilly and Vanna Whitehelsing would know who it is.
2: So I would go up and introduce myself at the least hello gilly crystal do the whole spiel you know very introductory business like Uh, but i'd be also a bit curious as to why he's sleeping on the street and maybe have a few questions as to why he chose now to turn himself in if that's his intention
0: he says well it's not as much as me choosing now as it seems that it's going to happen i saw you chase off those miscreants and i figured you're acting in the best interest of the city and its occupants and Seems like a noble thing you did. I've just been tired of living in these streets, trying in vain to undo what I did. The creation of the new life elixir was my fault. As as many unfortunate events begin, I was trying to do something with the best of intentions, and it got away from me. And now the city has been suffering from this violence for 12 months, and I've been living and hiding, thinking that I can undo what I'm responsible for. But now I know that I can't do that. It's simply beyond my capabilities, and I must face justice.
3: Have you have you tried explaining yourself to Kalira? I mean, you and her go way back. She's always trusted you. Maybe there's a chance for you to salvage, maybe not reputation, but something.
0: At first, I thought it would only take me a few weeks to correct my mistake, but that was the thinking of a prideful fool, and I couldn't bear to face Kalira in my shame until I had fixed my mistake.
2: So Gilly would... Um... Ask, you know, I understand your shame over your your failed experiment to create new life here, but um, by hiding away, you've only allowed people to provide cheap second rate knockoffs. Wouldn't it be better um, to at least make others aware of how you created the the original formula so they may either uh, eliminate side effects or or, or find some sort of cure? uh, At least better than uh, the alternative.
0: I think one day someone will come up with a neat saying, a colloquialism for hindsight.
2: I guess Gilly's, Gilly's in part just trying to like get some information. <laughs> information is valuable. If he was, he's at a weak point where he's willing to, to give up anything about his original formula. I'd be interested.
0: As the problem grew, so too did the challenge to me and the challenge itself was exhilarating. Part of me wanted to save the city Just by myself, by creating a cure but that was misguided. My arrogance has plagued the city long enough.
4: So I think Vanna, Vanna Wade-Helsing will just kind of, you know, express her disgust with him at what he's done to the city and call him out essentially for being a coward. And I think, you know, I don't want to hear any more of it. I think we bring him right to Kalira and he can he can get what's coming to him.
1: Faye is just in her own world, like just has no interest in a dirty old man. On the street, and no interest in whatever they're talking about. They all seem like nonsense words to her because none of them are about her.
3: Spruce has one more question. Um, why not just leave instead of surrendering? Why not just go? I mean, you did what you did with good intentions. You have to. You have to know that that the consequences of it at this point now are going to be bad. Why not just leave? Pharaoh's point.
0: I fear that people would think that she had let me leave without facing justice. And that wouldn't be right. And anyone who turns me in, for those of you not paying attention up until now, (laughs) will undoubtedly have wealth and notoriety. Elwyn stands up and he says, Right, let's get to the keep while all the people of the city are off watching that thing fight that other thing.
4: I'll grab him by the back of the shirt or whatever rags he's wearing and make sure I have a good grip on him and kind of... Walk him ahead, I guess.
1: At this point, I've just started going wherever you guys go, and I'm unsure why, but it seems <laughs> to be the right thing to do.
0: <laughs> Does meeting the lord of this big city have have any particular hold on you, or...?
1: I assume she wants to meet me.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, she'd like to meet all the people who will bring me in safely.
1: Also me, because I'm Faye. Fiance.
0: You escort the old enchanter through the streets of Pharaoh's Point, and you're thankful for his unkempt appearance. Otherwise, Elwyn would certainly be recognized almost immediately despite being missing for the last 12 months. He walks with purpose and with confidence and mutters to himself I should have done this a long time ago but I was a fool. An arrogant fool. You notice that he pauses in the plaza on the way to the keep as you near the monument to clear his victory during the maelstrom. A massive monument to Pharaoh, the silver dragon who many credit with defeating countless evil dragons before he was finally slain. ...by Kesar the Dread. Vanna, when you prod him to keep moving... ...he says, I'm sorry, I just... ...I think I remember doing all of these heroic deeds... ...that people say... ...but that feels like some different person now. You keep walking... ...and you feel as though you've been almost arriving... ...at the keep for some time... ...as its impressive central tower... ...looms over much of the city. And as you approach the steps... ...of this massive keep, you're stopped by a half-elf flanked by several large iron guardians. And he speaks in an aloof and curt manner, saying, State your business.
1: I laugh and sort of brush them off and go, I'm expected, and just sort of try to walk ahead.
0: Uh, can you make a dexterity saving throw, please? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: natural 20. What?
0: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Um... Thank you. God damn it. Thank (laughs) you. So as you walk past these two constructs, the Iron Guardians, which are basically fancy D&D words for robots, turn to swipe at you and you just like, is it like a pirouette or or what?
1: Yes, I just kind of walk in and do a nice little turn and with a little hand gesture and a bow as I pass them.
0: So you slip past them with a confusing grace, Uh, but the doors to the Keeper are still closed and you're like... You, you kind of stop and you turn around and you're you're facing these two. Uh, and does anybody else want to say anything at this point?
4: I've just trying to disassociate myself. We don't really know her. She's just been kind of following us.
0: <laughs> the half elf says, yes, well, we get all sorts of weird types during the celebration. it's it's of no concern. Is she with you?
4: Technically.
2: yeah, Gilly would say to the guards, um we come with some valuable information concerning the missing enchanter.
0: And that information would be?
2: His location. Which is? Well, you clearly don't have the reward that I'm looking for. So when I see the said reward, I will give said information.
0: Elwyn says, I'm the enchanter they speak of. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen to this old drunk. (laughs) The half-elf takes a moment before recognizing Elwyn because he looks terrible. He says, Elwyn, it's... It's me, it's it's Deleth, do you not remember me? He says, oh, oh yes, Deleth, you were my pupil at the Arcane Academy for a short time. Two years, almost, two years, hardly a short time. Please, please forgive me, lad. The drink has taken a toll on my mind. And Deleth kind of motions you guys to follow him, and he walks forward, and the doors to the keep open gradually, and he mutters to himself, well, the Elwynn I know never drank. Deleth turns to put Elwyn in manacles, and he says, uh, My apologies, it's it's a formality, but it is a rule. So Deleth escorts you, flanked by these Iron Guardians, who are not very talkative, into the main hall of the Keep. As he walks, he speaks to whoever's in the lead, I guess. That would be Gilly Crystal, since you've spoken up first. He says, I'll escort you into the Great Hall, but you must be quick. Lord Kalira is scheduled to meet with Agarand very soon. As in Agarand, the Half-Dragon? The Great Hall of Calira's Keep is enormous, and only because of the sunlight streaming in through the tall, ornate, stained-glass windows can you even see the ceiling. The walls and ceilings are covered in paintings and tapestries of dragons depicting the events of the Maelstrom. Standing on a stone dais at the far end of the hall is Lord Calira. She is wearing her legendary armor that she reputedly wore during the Maelstrom. As you walk towards her, you take note of the numerous Iron Guardians standing motionless around the perimeter of the room, they are larger, more formidable than those that roam the streets of Pharaoh's Point. You also notice her throne, which she is rumored to detest sitting in, upon which sits Radiance, her magical sword, and the staff of control, which can be used to command every single construct in Iterin. Delith walks forward and announces the four of you. He says, I'm announcing these four who are claiming the bounty on Elwin the Weaver. Kalira walks forward and looks at each of you with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so descriptive. <laughs> with, with her eyes, <laughs> she is I'm a humanoid.
2: Some elaborate choice of words.
0: <laughs> I was trying, but it <laughs> just didn't happen.
2: Don't even say what color eyes. <laughs> <laughs> eyes. Multiple. Multiple mm. eyes. <laughs> One eye. The normal human amount of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's so funny.
0: She says, what an odd assortment of individuals, but I thank you all for bringing Elwyn back to me. Tell me, how did the four of you manage to capture such an elusive and resourceful man? I
3: literally tripped over him, and he just said he was ready to come in.
2: Uh, I think you're nothing if not honest. I would just uh, make sure, like, I'm introducing myself. I would want to get the name out there. <laughs> <laughs> Guildhall, of oh, You know, honored, you know, to be here and all that.
1: So Faye is going to step forward and be like, I have no idea who these peasants are, but my name is Faye Anse, and I am here to grace your kingdom with my amazing bard talents.
0: You are as confident as you are perplexing, but uh, I thank you very much for your services so far.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome very much.
0: <laughs> I will uh, bring forth the, the reward for, for your service here. And it's at that point that Dallas runs back into the hall, quite suddenly, followed by a number of heavily armored people right behind him. And he stammers, Lord, Lord Kliera, uh Lord Agarand wishes to have his audience with you now, and he refuses to wait. Uh, as Deleth makes his way to a safe distance, the four of you can see at the head of this group of soldiers, Agran the half dragon. He's tall and broad and wearing red tinted plate armor. With him are nearly 50 warriors, largely comprised of red scaled dragonborn. And while all of these soldiers are quite daunting, you are all of, all of you, maybe except Fiance are aware that they were only really permitted into the city and into the Great Hall because they would be bested by Kallira and the Iron Guardians pretty easily. One figure does stand out among the group, an older man, perhaps older than Elwyn, smaller in stature, and wearing the robes of a sorcerer. Kallira looks at you all and she says, I do apologize, but uh, would you kindly, patiently wait just at the side here while I deal with whatever this is? Kalira takes Radiance from the throne and holds it intently as a warning and a promise as Agrand strides up to her. She was holding the Staff of Control, which she sets down on the throne so she can take up Radiance. You listen as Agrand, with barely contained contempt for her, offers aid in putting an end to the scourge of new life in exchange for access to the ruins upon which Pharaoh's Point is built, and for the right to keep anything of value ...that he or his followers should find. Kaleer says, while your offer is generous, it is also concerning. It cannot permit anyone to trespass into the ruins. I'm sure you already know this. There are dangers beneath the city that we do not fully understand. And as this continues, as Kaleer dances around Agrand's demands and insinuations... ...you can see him becoming more and more agitated. Vanna White-Helsing. You notice that Elwin is looking at Agrand with growing concern bordering on alarm... At first, you think that his concern is with the half-dragon, but then you notice that he's not looking at Egorand. He's looking at the sorcerer at his side, the man in the robes, and he turns to you and he says, Free me. Free me now. I
2: just want to get a bit of a read on the situation before I actually take an action here. Uh Because I, I, I would want to get a sense, like, I'm kind of thinking of doing something to intervene, but do I really get a sense that this guy's like... Like terrified or like what's all of a sudden turn that's made him so worried?
0: You can either give me an insight check if you're trying to sort of read either Agarand or his sorcerer or an intelligence check to see if there's something actually visible in a way that you're not just sort of reading their body language, you know?
2: I just piped up because um, my focus would be on like if he needs to be unshackled and I could do that very subtly from a distance. So I'm just watching for that, like, critical moment. Because I'm a little suspicious of what's in, and wary. So I don't like that she leaves the staff of control just sitting. <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of taunt is that for me? <laughs> <laughs> Grab that staff and turn all the stone golems against all these people and take over on the first mm. session. like.
0: As someone who is used to casting spells on the down low, in a very stealthy underhanded way, you can kind of get You kind of get the impression that the sorcerer is concentrating on something, but you can't tell what. And as you're looking, a faint light begins to glow around Kalira. It pulses and begins to shift from white to red to black. She and Egeran both become silent as the glow intensifies, whipping around her like the winds of a tornado. Kalira looks to Elwyn, and as she reaches out towards him, the glow becomes blinding for one single heartbeat before it suddenly winks out and Kalira is gone! (laughs) Oh.
4: Reward. <laughs> i asked too many questions one was too many i was tuning my lute
1: and i've just stopped and a string popped <laughs> <laughs>
3: spruce i think it, after seeing this happen acts very quickly and i'm gonna make a lunge for that uh staff
0: hmm interesting okay um can you roll in some initiative for me then
3: Oh, my God. I don't think I've rolled above a three yet.
1: <laughs> 17. All three of us got five. Wow. You have a three, though. I want to see have.
0: So, sorry, it was Katie. And then all of you basically got zero. <laughs> five, five. Five. I like I'm writing the initiative order, and I just put Katie and the rest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Katie and the rest.
0: So the first to act is going to be the old man in the robes. And he holds out his hand and that staff of control floats into the air, crosses the room right into his grip.
2: I I lunged lunged for it. No, I just didn't want to break anything.
4: So, sorry, can you explain where we are, where they are, and like how many of the dragonborn did you say there are as well? Fitty. Oh, God. Okay.
0: So they're standing in the middle of this hall and you're sort of standing off to one side. Mm -hmm. So you're not that far from them. But they're they're also kind of not focused on you. That whole thing that happened with Kalira just now took about two seconds, like so fast that nobody had a chance to react. And so they they were kind of disregarding you guys entirely. They were not really concerned about you. Elwin turns to you and he's like, "We should run right now."
4: Okay. Uh, well, I think I'd initially look to others and see if they're kind of like, like nodding or like if they're readying weapons or whatever and wanting to to fight and. I don't want to be the only one sticking around.
2: Gilladob would say to the group, I don't think this works out for a benefit. We should we should flee.
1: So, Faye is still dumbfounded by the fact that the lady just made herself disappear and is wondering how she could do that for her future performances. And is more at a loss, and upset that she broke a lute string. And is looking around thinking, I, I can't play like this. What are these people going to do? Maybe I should go get some more lute strings. So she's thinking she might actually leave with
2: these people.
4: I don't think I'd want to just like leave this staff in somebody else's hands, though.
3: You're telling me. Spruce is going to turn to you and see this look in your eyes that you want to fight. And I'm just going to I'm just going to get real close and say there are 50 of over 50 of them. Plus, they now have the staff of control.
4: Uh, Think of all the iron constructs
3: in the city. We need to go now.
4: All right, I can do math, so I guess I, I will concede. Yes, we should sneak out of here as stealthily as possible and hope they don't notice us.
0: Well, I mean, they know that you're there. We're we are kind of
3: standing right beside where she was. Okay, we need to,
4: right, okay.
3: We need to eyeball the nearest exit and book it.
4: Okay, yeah, so I look around, what, to, what are our escape options here?
0: The only one that you can see is the door from which you came in.
4: Face halfway there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is she she also living on a prayer? Because that's the only (laughs) way she's getting through.
4: (laughs) Okay, so if there's really no stealthy way, can I cast my Fog Cloud?
0: Yes, you can. Where are you casting it?
4: Around, well, I guess not you if you're already peacing out. The three of us. It's on a fixed point. Oh, okay.
0: So it's not going to follow you.
1: Maybe them, so they can't yes. see you. <laughs>
0: also, <laughs> I
3: think like a, a moving fog cloud <laughs> would be
1: suspicious. That's the
4: opposite of stuff. <laughs> if
1: they didn't notice this before, they this
4: now. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll cast it on, on their group.
0: So Vanna White is, uh, sorry, Vanna White Helsing is going to drop fog cloud on the group of soldiers on the group of dragonborn
2: so i kind of see what's what's going on with her action maybe we make a brief eye contact and there's some sort of approval connection um so as she's making the fog cloud well just i guess making the room foggy i would whisper to Fay that like oh we we must get you to safety or or some pompous thing that would convince her to just like hurry along mm. and go along with this Smart. Uh, but I'd also like to create a minor illusion, maybe of our group, just visually running the other way from where we're going to go to get to the door. Fog comes up, illusionary us goes one way, and we go the other way.
0: Okay, so you guys make a bolt for the door, and as you make your way down the steps, the front steps of the keep... You can see that there are four Iron Guardians making their way up the steps.
1: Because I had no problem with them before, I'm just going to keep going.
0: Okay, I'm going to keep us in the same initiative order. Okay, so we'll start at the top with Katie. There's four construct robots walking up the stairs towards you.
4: Oh, what the hell? Let's try something different. Okay, so I will uh, ready my longbow and I will try using Hail of Thorn. I'll just kind of aim for a the center, whoever it more central. Oh, that's more like it. Uh, Twenty-two.
0: Okay, so three of them are going to have to make a dexterity saving throw, and one of them passes. It's um, so a roll a d ten.
4: Nine.
0: Uh, so I think it would be Spruce Lee would go next.
3: All right, my the first thing I'm going to do is call to Faye. and just say how do i word it these constructs they're not friendly uh you need to stop you're gonna get hurt just in hopes of trying to prevent her from walking right up to them and getting hurt (laughs) which she will undoubtedly do (laughs) all right and the constructs are in a line like width wise or like these are iron constructs, correct? Son of a bitch. <laughs> is there, all right, can I look around and basically kind of try and discern another way out of this where we're not going to have to fight these things? How how big are they? They're about human, humanoid size? Yeah. So can I just kind of look around and see if there's another, you know, jump off the side of the staircase and run kind of thing? Like.
0: Yeah, you can jump off the side of the staircase. How high is it? It's about 20 feet up.
3: High enough High enough to get hurt. Yeah. How far away are they? They are about 15 feet away. I'll take out my quarterstaff because I don't even have my glaive on me.
0: <laughs> Where did you leave your glaive?
3: Well, I said I didn't have it with me because I was doing the the martial arts kind of show, right? So I wouldn't have had it with me. And then everything kind of went down. So I, I, I'm going to say it's at my living quarters, I guess. Uh-huh. So... I'll take out my quarterstaff and uh, and just attack one of the ones on the end. That's going to be 18 to hit. Oh yeah. 8 damage. Uh, bludgeoning. And, um, and I'm going to use Flurry of Blows as well to make 2 unarmed strikes. Not that I imagine they'll be real effective against an iron <laughs> construct, but... Uh, the first one is 14. Yeah. Um, for seven damage. And the second one is 24.
0: Matt Shaver rolling his beautiful Skull Splitter dice. Oh, yeah. Four damage. I'm just gunning for them to sponsor us, I guess.
3: I heard you name drop the other brand for the other die you were using. The directional die?
0: Oh, oh yeah, from or, Warhammer, yeah. Oh, well, from yeah. Warhammer. <laughs> well, I mean, they're more likely to sue than to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, Warhammer is not a friendly company. Although, maybe if I roll this, um, maybe if I roll this Norse Foundry boulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. then you break the table.
4: <laughs> Jeez.
0: My apologies. <laughs> Gilly Crystal, what's Gilly Crystal going to do?
2: I'll go for the one that um yeah Matt's engaged with since I'll get advantage. With an arrow, I suppose. Oh that's better. Twenty four to hit. So it's five damage, but then I get sneak attack. Fourteen damage total. Then I'll use my cunning action to dodge.
0: So, Matt, Spruce Lee is quarterstaffing the hell out of this Iron Guardian, and then an arrow flies in in a way that you might describe as sneaky. The Iron Guardian stutters and then teeters backwards and falls over. Faye.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Faye still isn't really cluing into what's happening here, but she's stopped in her tracks because someone told her to stop moving and she's confused. Uh, And I think I'm going to accidentally give bardic inspiration to um, Vanna Whitehousing by just sort of starting to do what I do best and say some sort of little limerick or poem for the moment, thinking it'll help calm everyone down.
0: So the Iron Guardians, it's their turn now. Uh, Matt, there's one still in contact with Spruce Lee, and it's going to take a swing. And what is your armor class? It did, but there's one still adjacent to it that can...
3: Um, well, because of agile parry, uh, my armor class will be 17.
0: Okay, well, in that case, it definitely doesn't clobber you in the face. Nice. One more is going to circle around and try to get a swing at you as well, but also misses because you're too agile. <laughs> and then the third remaining one is going to go up to... I'm going to go up to Gilly and try to clobber Gilly a little bit. Just a little bit of clobbering. And I rolled a total of 15.
2: Um, <clears throat> I haven't actually used dodge before, but I think oh, it assists me in not getting hit. I don't know if you get disadvantage. I do get disadvantage. It okay, roll shittily. <laughs> please,
0: please. Yeah. Second one was a bit better, unfortunately.
2: Oh, okay, so what was the thing against my AC? More than 14? Yes. Okay, yeah,
0: you hit me. You're going to take seven points of bludgeoning damage. Elwyn kind of positions himself as best he can in the middle of all of you and he starts muttering this incantation and this bright bluish light sort of engulfs you and then all of a sudden you are gone. You are off the steps and you are out in some alley somewhere else in the city and you have this sudden feeling of of inertia, as if you're moving incredibly quickly and then it all of a sudden just stopped. And Elwyn has this look of surprise on his face and he says Oh, I remembered one. Oh yes! I'm so happy to have remembered something. Did we all did we all make it out? Did we all make it out? Seems so. Yeah. Oh, we need to go somewhere safe there's many things that we need to discuss and I'm afraid almost all of them are terrible that does it for the first episode of the Knights of Nerds podcast everybody hope you liked it thank you for listening and if you did enjoy it you can listen to the next episode should be available now and if you do like the episodes you can head over to thingstimroadcom books to check out some books that I have you might like them